everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Uh, you know what I have to do? What? I have to take my wife's car apart to get the battery out of it <laughs> because the battery died. <laughs> and then I have to bring the battery to Walmart and get a new battery and put it in the car all in the next, like, you know, a couple hours before I get going. <laughs> So, that sounds great. Yeah. You mean, but <laughs> that sounds, I, I have a lot of questions. You know, you do, you are of means. You could just bring it somewhere. <laughs> you have options. I, how long have we been doing this pod? I think you should, you know, you know me well yeah. enough that yeah. you know that I don't have I know. options. I know you don't. I know. I know. <laughs> well, it got me thinking, actually. I was like, I'd say like, normally I don't get like kind of stressed out over stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't. You can answer that for yourself quietly, for yourself, <laughs> not aloud. But, um, but yeah, so we're trying to get ready to go to the Boundary Waters. Yep. And today, my wife sends me a text like, hey, the car doesn't start. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, we've got to leave soon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only a couple of like, years I old. I have to deal with like all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. But that it got feel? me thinking. Like, okay, like, settle down. We're get it'll 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 work out itself out. Mm -hmm. But I found myself really getting into this. Like, I have to pack all this stuff, and I have to go uh, fix the car, yeah. and I have to do yep. this, and the, I, have I have to do to, that. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. The pressure. And I had to take a moment and say, like, okay, hold on. You just did it again. Like, I had to take a moment. Same thing. That's true. Uh -huh. <laughs> gotcha. But I took that moment uh -huh. to say, well, I have a car. Yeah. So I get to go change its battery. Yeah. Like if I didn't have yeah. a car, I wouldn't get to go to the boundary waters. Right. Like I get to, I don't have to pack all this stuff. I get to pack all this stuff mm -hmm. because I get to go to the boundary waters. With your like, son. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I was get getting into this real kind of negative cycle for a bit, but, but then I realized like, I have, it's really fortunate that mm -hmm. I get to get to do all of this stuff. Yeah. So quit feeling so bad, you know, like, sorry for myself. Well, I think it's, I think that's a really, really typical human response to things in my coaching. Um, I would say at least half of my coaching calls, at least half as we are trying to move through or, or grow ourselves or develop or get out of patterns that we are in, mm -hmm. that whole, well, I have to, like, well, it's just like um, making assumptions about what is when it's really not. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very typical thing that people go through. And it's one of the hardest things to catch in yourself is the language that you use when you're thinking about things. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm a big proponent of like, the language you use shapes your thinking. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. and so, vice versa and vice versa what you think changes your language sure. there's a language. there's an absolute link there so you can yeah you can observe how you're feeling based on the the words you're choosing yeah and and sometimes just changing some of those words in your own self-talk yeah changes yeah. how you feel about a thing we, we call that reframing mm -hmm. right yeah um yeah but yeah but being like sometimes i'm a real stickler around some words mm -hmm. and yeah. but for like for good reason mm -hmm. not just because i not because i'm like the grammar nazi or anything i'm far from that but it is i'm a stickler on some words mostly because of the the feeling that mm -hmm. they are associated with well I, I was just like thinking back to some of the times that you and i have been like doing some marketing meetings or whiteboarding you know creative meetings and putting stuff up on the board and and you know like you see any group of people when they're trying to work things out like even if there's a big idea they're trying to emerge with then you can see people get hung up on words all the time like people mm -hmm. really really can get hung up on words but what's really funny about it is like um you know like if your words form your thoughts if your thoughts then educate you or your thoughts inform you about what words to use the one thing that you haven't even really taken into account is the feelings that are evoked mm. um, from your thoughts and from your words. And, um, you know, in the coaching conversations, it's really all about making sure that your feelings are tapped in too, right? So that mm -hmm. you can start to adjust. But yeah, it, it it's a it's a really dynamic thing. It's a very, very challenging thing, even if like, let's say you and I are like trying to whatever issue process, you know, let's say we've got a, what, let's say we've got a problem with somebody. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I think you're using the word issue process in a different way than a lot of people might think. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, so when you say, when you and I use the word issue process, yeah. I feel like sometimes that's like, there's a business problem we need to solve through, or there's like a yeah. project we need to figure out the solution yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's like a problem solving activity. What did I say? Right? That's different. You said issue processing, but like you could also take issue processing as like more like a relationship oh. or emotional issue. Oh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I was yeah. referring it to the first. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. See, <laughs> you're using words. your business nomenclature. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's confusing. Being too businessy. <laughs> But, we also work on our mission statement and our <laughs> value propositions. And what's and our hedgehog? Go-to-market strategy. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that it's really interesting because people will get hung up on certain words and they can't get off of them. Like, are they the stories they tell themselves are the same mm -hmm. thing over and over and over again? And all with the guise of no, I'm I'm learning. I'm just trying to you know like. I have to do it this way. This is how I process. I have to. I have to say it like that. Um, mm. I have to explain it this way to everybody because otherwise, people aren't going to understand. It, there, mm -hmm. It's. It's really. It's. It's really interesting how we will use words to to coerce ourselves or to hold ourselves in a place that we don't want to be. Yeah. And the have yeah, to so and get to. Those two are really diametrically opposite. <laughs> yeah. So this this half I have to mm -hmm. phrasing I think is super interesting to dive into because we've been talking about like I have to kind of go do a task mm -hmm. or like 
Like there's something I don't really want to do. Yeah, that's it. But I have to go do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, an external, there's like an external responsibility, an external circumstance has happened. Yeah. And now that's I have, it. I'm being forced to go do something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way of describing have to. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple others as you're talking is there's a responsibility kind of have to mm -hmm. like i have to go to work mm -hmm. right yeah and and or i have to like do my do pay my bills to my, i yeah, have right. to do, you know i have to do these things well those are kind of like self-imposed have to's mm -hmm. right yeah like do you have to yeah well i mean maybe you don't yeah <laughs> Those are even just but, like, those are just like even activities that you're talking about. But, you know, like if we're really wanting to frame this, you also know people, we all know people that are have to people. Mm. Their whole personality is very much as though they're being dragged through life. Yeah, right. With an exactly. attitude that's like, I never get to choose for myself. Yeah. I have through to life, do all kicking this. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And those are really negative, right? That's a negative yeah. experience. And how many of us can sense when someone's like that? And how many of us will sit right with them and go, oh, yeah, you're so mm -hmm. fun to be with? No, we don't yeah. like that. Like we usually try to yeah. shy away from from that. Yeah. I find a, a lot of times like um, my my uh, my lovely wife will point this out that um, a lot of my have to's are totally self-imposed. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. I have mm -hmm. to go you know, rebuild this trailer so a canoe fits better on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, can do I you just, have to Can do I just that? riff on no, this for a minute with you? Like... Yeah, let me just plus one that. So, you know, you know, we have a wedding coming up. Our daughter's getting married. Uh -huh. And it's our daughter's getting married at our home. And we're also having the reception at our home. It sounds uh, like you have a lot of have-tos coming I up. I don't, I don't. But you should see Mitch's list of have-tos. And it's crazy town. It's stuff like... I have to reseed the grass in 752 spots of the yard. Okay, we have like 18 <laughs> acres. Okay. Right. Um, I have to uh, clean the garage. Okay, nobody's even going to be in the garage. And the list is, it just goes on and yeah. on and on. And, and the level yeah, of pressure- I have to pick up all the rocks, wash them individually, and put them back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I get him. <laughs> I know you guys. I know. I always said that. I always say that. Oh, yeah. But but there is there are the self-imposed tasks, but there are also, and I think this is a really big thing I want to make sure we're talking about in here, is the self-imposed way of being and feeling that we force on ourselves in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, the number one goal in coaching for people is to understand what their triggers are and move through them so that mm -hmm. they can be happier, centered, more stable, more, um, you know, higher functioning, you know, do better in their roles, get better roles. Like there, it's always this whole project, you know, this, um, this trajectory of getting better mm. and this single way of thinking, um, absolutely prevents growth. Hundred percent. Mm. It prevents people from being able to move through anything because it's like, well, I, I have to get better at this. I I have to stop treating people like this. I have to get better in my communication. All right. What's the energy that you kick out when you say it like that? Like, I have to do this. Yeah. You don't want to. Your body and your soul and your yeah. energy, everything is like, why would I? I don't want to do it that. Why? I feel forced. Yeah. Well, 
and then and then you get the back side of that mm-hmm. because you tell yourself you have to do something, mm-hmm. then you don't do it, mm-hmm. and then you feel bad about it. Absolutely. You guilt and right? shame and yourself. And then that's just a spiral. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah. So that's, that part's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like how, how your self talk and your own expectations. Yeah. It's all that. Are, are, are creating that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see it really in big global examples with people that are just generally more negative personality types. Like you can mm-hmm. see that coming a mile away, right? You can tell in meetings or you can tell in conversations with people when they, you know, when you can feel enthusiasm and excitement from someone when they say, I get to, like, I get to go do mm-hmm. this. Like we're, we're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. And the energy behind that is the, I get to energy. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yep. we're going on a family trip and we're going to go do these things. And it's so awesome. And we're going to get this camper and we're going to, you know, all, all of yep. that stuff. Um, or we're going to add on to our house or all of that. You feel the energy behind that, which is yep. um, o- open and enthusiastic, you know, enthusiastic and happy. Yeah. Um, let's talk about have tos in the context of habits. Mm. Like I have to brush my teeth every morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> yeah, you have to. <laughs> you don't have to. We're we're doing this podcast, uh, you know, like via a video call. So I don't care if you brush your teeth or not. <laughs> we're in person. I would. Then you would have to. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that we have turned into a habitual part of our life. Yes. That we think we have to keep doing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then we don't do it. And I'm like, no, yeah. I. But I have to do that. Yeah. What. But I always like to to challenge people when they they say they have to do something, mm-hmm. and just say, "Do do you have to?" Yeah. Like, just ask a question. Like, do you really? It sounds actually kind of smarmy, I, and I actually totally mean it to be smarmy. So, right, 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 right. Going to change, but it's like, <laughs> do you really have to brush your teeth every day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kind. We're not. Kinda. We're we're not trying to promote poor, uh, you know, oral <laughs> hygiene here. So. Only only brush and floss the ones you want to keep. That's all. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that we have developed into habits over yeah. the years mm-hmm. that we feel that we have to do them. Mm-hmm. But again, kind of like looking at those and then maybe recontextualizing them mm-hmm. again. So if you skip it, you're not so hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just maybe kind of understand like some of those things do are are just habits that you're just auto yeah uh, you know autopilot on and yeah maybe ch- check those out yeah i mean there's like physical habits like that you're talking about like exercise yeah. or taking a walk yep. or eating well or there's emotional reaction yep habits yes like every time yeah. somebody says something if you find yourself getting defensive that's usually a habit yep. um could be attached to a particular experience or conversation but yeah that's definitely habitual um thinking yeah. patterns yep those are very right. habitual and then uh moving to my favorite have to <laughs> oh what is that you know what this one is no like you didn't think i had a list by that list of course you did oh <laughs> when will i learn <laughs> um 
Oh, social have tos. Oh, of course. You know how many times in my life I'm like, uh-huh. I have to go to this meeting. I have to go have coffee with this person. I have to go do this lunch thing. I have to go to this party. I have to go meet up with these people. Yeah. I I I put I would say the the number one have to like language in my life is around social stuff. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you something. Let me just ask you something. If you if you were to change your language mm-hmm. about that, okay, and you were to shift your thoughts by even just one or two words like we've been talking about. I, I know, right? Well, no, 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 no. This isn't, I'm yeah, okay. not being obvious. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm literally, I'm seriously asking you. This is the thing. How would it change? Do you think it would change your feeling? Yes. How do you know? Well, just from reflection, I guess. Because mm-hmm. like, so here's, here's a, here's a example. So, um, kind of like, I don't know, high school, college group of friends. Yeah. As we got into our 20s, everyone's kind of getting married and then mm-hmm. started to have kids. And we started this thing that we called Restaurant Club, where mm-hmm. once a month, we would all still try to go. Well, that's a good uh, idea. And like, yeah, go to a restaurant and, and eat together. It was probably not once a month. It was probably like once a quarter or something. Um, I like that but idea. Yeah, like a couple times a year. Yeah. Restaurant club. Yep. And well, what worked well about it is that it was kind of like, oh, and we rotated it. So it's like, um, you know, we were responsible for restaurant club. So we coordinated it, mm-hmm. picked the date, picked the time, picked the restaurant. Yeah. And then it moved to like the next person. Sure, sure. And they, and so it just kind of like perpetuated, um, which was nice, but. All the time, every single time restaurant club rolled around, I'm like, I have to go to restaurant club. And the energy that I would bring to restaurant club with my friends was pretty grumpy. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's going to be 14 people there. And then when the check comes around, no one's going to want to figure it out. And, you know, like we got to ask this poor server to split the check 14 ways. Oh my God. You know what I mean? And then... You know, and then John's going to get all grumpy because he didn't need any of the cheese curds. And oh, my God, you know. <laughs> so what a so I know. Yeah, I know. I went into those events. Yeah. With a pretty poor attitude. And I think I got some pretty poor results. And actually so much so that it, that we stopped going. Do they still do it? They totally still do it. Get out. I don't go. Are you kidding me? No, it's wow. been going on for like 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm so torn but, right now because you just gave such good I, stuff to talk about, but I just want to absolutely tease you so hard right that, now. <laughs> but the thing is like like now with a bit more like self-awareness around yeah. that situation, yeah. I, why like... I I have the opportunity, like I have a bunch of lo- like super long t- term time friends, yeah, you know, right. like a very loving, supportive environment. I get to go have, yeah, like I have the means to go to a restaurant, yeah. and pay for food. You know what well, I mean? I get to go do these things, but there's like all this social stuff yeah, that pressure ca- like made that turn into a have to yeah, for me, yeah. 
Um, you know, I think, but I didn't really realize all that stuff was going on. I think that, um, you know, again, as we've gotten older, as we get older, things do change. Like, I think that all of this is not, not forcing ourselves to want to be okay with things that are not okay for us, but like just being open to this idea that we have a lot more control over how we're feeling about something. And even things that we think we're casting to the wind and we have no control over is, is very typically untrue. You know, mm -hmm. it's just not true. And, um, and so many times you may even have a, um, not you, we, all of us may have something that's really strong in us that we want to change about ourselves. And we can, you know, have conversations about it. We can understand our feelings about it. And then we can, you know, close that conversation by saying, yeah, I just, I just got to stop doing that. I have to stop treating that person like that. Cause I know they don't mean it. Well, bang there, we did it again. You know, so mm -hmm. even well-intended, we oftentimes will go to this strong movement in a direction that's, we're not quite ready for yet. And so we make it, we make it, a you know, like it's a forced, it's a forced thing. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so yeah. I think sometimes people have this, like, I have to do this. And like, they're just kind of like the Eeyore or the sad sacks of the world where it's a general demeanor thing. Right. But then yeah. I think that there's very well-meaning people that are working hard to get better all the time, but they still get themselves stuck in these spaces, you know? Yeah. And again, like not to be like nitpicky on the wording, but it is sometimes as simple as watching your words. Yeah picking like choosing a slightly better word mm -hmm. and and turn yourself talking to that because um and i'm not talking about just being overly optimistic and using yeah, optimistic right. language just to trick yourself right exactly because yeah uh, again if we habitually use a negative word mm -hmm. that's going to start causing us to think yep. negatively even though we don't intend to think negatively that's right right that's right so let's like start habitually using slight like and it's not like overboard but slightly more positive wording yeah and we're just going to move our mental state just a little bit more towards the positive yeah which is going to make us feel better yeah you know one thing i forgot to say this whole i i was excited to talk about this topic today this topic came to us from um a client and a friend of mine named rob and rob has done tons and tons of work uh, on himself and improved himself mm -hmm. amazingly and he is in this place right now where he is um, battling cancer and he has just given with such clarity. He's like, you know what? You guys should talk about this because I used to be that guy. I used to be the guy that I had to do everything and, you know, mm -hmm. everything was a doldrum. And he said, you know what? Um, now that I'm in this, in this life of managing cancer, he said, my, I've changed. I am like, I get to do these things. I get to be with my family. I get to have coffee with my friends, I get to do all this stuff. And yeah. he, he said, you guys right. should like, talk get, about that. I mean, even like I get to take the garbage out. Yeah. Yes. He, right? Actually, so like, actually he said that it, about mowing the lawn. Isn't it amazing that what it takes to, to change mm -hmm. your perspective is being faced with your own mortality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's a story that's repeated itself many, many times. Yeah. It sure has. It, it sure has. It, it would be nice if we could get there without yeah. going to that extreme. Yeah. But so, uh, Rabbi, if you're listening, thank you so much for this topic. It was, it's a really, really good topic. It's a great, um, thing for all of us to consider in our own development and what we want for ourselves and how we want to feel. 
you know, how mm-hmm. we want to feel is our general setting. And so much of it is very much at the core of the, are you a get to or a have to kind of person? Awesome. Well, I get to go pick up the dog poop in my yard now. <laughs> I get to watch Mitch do that. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.